You've tuned in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Lynn Molitor, and joining me in the quad today is Azure Mahara. Hello. Tim Muma. Hi, everybody. And Laura McBain. Hi. We have put together some fun topics today that will be of interest to many of our listeners. I thought we could start by talking about the guidelines for tipping people in the service industry. So I actually found, you know, I have to admit, I did not realize that uh, waiters and waitresses, they actually don't make minimum wage. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I learned this a a a while ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. not the other day. But (laughs) they really count on the tips. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was telling you before um, we stepped into the studio today, Lynn, that I spent a good amount of time in the service industry before um, graduating college. And I mean, you that is your income. That's what you live on. You if you were to live on just your wage alone, you'd pretty much be living on the streets. Well, I mean, it's almost like volunteering because uh, I saw a stat here that sometimes they make like like. Two th- two dollars and two thirty an yeah. hour. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, and that's I think that's why it's interesting when you'll see and look. Everybody has their bad days, and and some days are worse than others. But like say, uh, you know, at a restaurant, and and the waiter or waitress just you know, appears to be rude or slow of service. It's like you know we're kind of in control of what you're gonna make tonight. And I mean, for myself, I try to at least have somewhat of a scale. Like yeah, if you give really good service, I'm gonna give that extra bump. If it's poor. The only real way I can show, unless I go tell on you to your manager, is by what your tip is, you know. But I also understand to to all of your points that they're making so little money that I would feel really bad giving, you know, ten percent, you know, right. versus the fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, that kind of thing. So I see it both ways. But I also, again, if if you want that extra cash, I think people will be generous if you are really right. doing the types yes. of things that sort mm-hmm. of lend itself to that. And I think, um, you know, just speaking. Obviously, in my complete opinion, uh, a safe rule of play is to start around 18, 20 percent. That's what you're going to tip. And then, you know, pick what you're comfortable with and with your budget. And then as the as the services is being provided to you, kind of judge if it should go up and if it should be above 20 percent or, um, you know, if it, it should be lower. And I kind of what I do is if I have really bad service, I will probably still tip them 18 percent. But I will go to the manager then and say, you know, or I'll tell them. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but this is really bothering me or, you know, my water has been empty for, you know, like I'm not super picky because you have Mm -hmm. to understand if the restaurant's really busy, things like that. If your food comes out and it's not cooked correctly, that's not your waitress. That's the chef. You know, so everyone, you know, just have to be understandable that that person might just be having an off night. Um, But feel okay to friendly say something to your your waitress like you know i'm sorry but like are you just really busy or is there you know (laughs) are you just really poor (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i think that that's okay to to say something and because i always you know i would appreciate that if i was having a really busy night and i'll sit on a table i realized the table felt neglected then I would go above and beyond and make sure. And it wasn't because it was on purpose. It would just be because I was swamped, you know? Yeah. Right. So I think sometimes just bringing that to attention or just saying something kindly to the manager, you know, you know, our service hasn't been fantastic today. And that alone can make you feel better. But, you know, you also don't want, 
your waitress or your waiter to uh, not be able to pay their bills. <laughs> and well, some right. of them should just not work in the service industry, too. Although, so yeah. <laughs> although if you say something to their manager, who knows? They may not even have a job. That happened to me True. recently. <laughs> to you? Wait, which, not to me. <laughs> Laura, you got Are you one-lining? <laughs> not in that manner, no. But we went out for a dinner yeah. at a restaurant. I won't say where it was or where, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we had very bad service. The waitress was awful. She was way too chatty. She was denigrating the, the chef and the staff. Oh, and she was uh. she was just awful. So she was so bad that I, I told the manager. And the next time we went back, she was still there, but she was in the process of getting fired. So oh. it was like she'd just gotten so many bad complaints about her. Oh, well, there's but something about consistent feedback. And, yeah. And, you know, you also have to, like, to your point, Lyra, you you complained because mm-hmm. it was necessary. Don't be that person that just complains to complain to get something oh, free no. or do something like that. Don't oh, be that. You know what yeah. I mean? But if you actually have a legit complaint, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. If your waitress or waiter was really bad um, or your server, I should just say, um, your server was really bad, then you should say something. But I think, Tim, you were saying just not um, you were you were you made a comment about service in general, not just like waitresses. And yeah, things. I mean, yeah, just in general. And for one, honestly, like I give anyone who's in that industry credit because it can be very thankless. It can be a thing where you're dealing with rude people yourself. And, mm-hmm. and then you have to kind of fight that urge to say something back or, or do something that, you know, is, isn't professional, that kind of thing. And so I, I give all those people a ton of credit. But, you know, whether it be maybe, uh, you know, valet parking, that kind of thing where you have a little tip there or, you know, I, there was a mention of like hairdresser or even just at your local barber, that kind of thing. Um, you know, just there's a give and take there. And I, I think it's an interesting part of the employment force because it's all necessary, obviously. And and I, I don't be that person that just thinks like you're entitled to all this stuff and they should do this for you and, and regardless of anything else. But uh, I do think if, if you are working in the industry, definitely keep in mind that people do pay attention to stuff, maybe right, even more yeah. so now than ever. And it, it's going to affect your paycheck. And if you're okay with that, hey, more power to you. But um, you know, I, so I, I think, you know, Azure, obviously you have the perspective of really working in that industry for a while. And um, I, again, I give I give them all the credit in the world for for doing that because I I personally, I don't know if I could handle it for too long, to be honest. Right. Yeah. Well, I think um, it was an interesting to... article. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. It was a good discussion. And oh, yeah. There, you know, there was, you know, if people have questions about it, I recommend them going and Googling or searching online for articles like this because there's yeah, tons there's of them out there. There's tons. A lot of it, yeah. yeah. But, I think yeah, you know, the thing I found interesting was when you go up to the counter to order something and they have that jar there that's labeled tips. Yeah. Do you do it or do you not? And this article said you don't have to. But they said if, people, if the person in front yeah, of you does, you might more feel like, oh, to. I better yeah. do it. You know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, think, I think in general, though, a, a good rule to kind of go by is if you can't afford to tip when you're going to a restaurant right. or you're going out to a bar or you're going to a place where you should tip, yeah, mm-hmm. don't go. Because um, that is part of the cost. Like, you can't go to a restaurant and be like, okay, this is how much my food's going to cost, and then not mm-hmm. put in that. Because that, right. that's yeah. part of your bill. Sure. So right. just keeping that. And whether your whatever your percentage is is up to you. So there, <laughs> I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> but, but thank you to all the waiters and yes. waitresses and servers out there that give yes. us good service. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's move on and talk about Laura's topic next. Oh, yes. How to date in the workplace. How to do it. Or makes me, if, this if makes me wonder what's been on Laura's mind lately. I know. <laughs> Where's her mind going? 
This should be interesting. <laughs> this is always a topic everywhere I've worked that comes up just because we spend so much time at work, you know, whether yes. it's an eight-hour day, a 10-hour day, 11-hour day. You're bound to run into people that maybe you have a connection with in the workplace. And so romances start and how do you handle it? You know, I've been in situations, not with me, let me just say that. Uh-huh. Where I know, been, I have a friend. Been in a lot of these I have a lot of friends and <laughs> they've been very bad. But, <laughs> but we had in one place that I worked, of course, I'm not going to mention any names, but there was a couple that I think they were both were married at the time and they started seeing each other. So it kind of ran the gamut of this article that I was reading and it kind of went through how to handle it. And, and they kind of did everything wrong, according to the article. They would have, you know, they were sneaking around behind everybody's back because everybody knew that <laughs> oh, type boy. of thing. <laughs> and, um, and then later on when they decided to, you know, they left their spouses, they got engaged, and oh, they were more oh, open. I missed, I missed the story. It was a big scandal, but they became a couple and, you know. I thought we're, we were talking about dating two single people who got <laughs> well, together. There's, there's everything out there. But, so we're but going they, for the they would have example. these knockdown drag-out fights in the office oh. where they were screaming at each other. I mean, so they, they oh. literally did everything wrong, oh. but... <laughs> I've seen it happen and handled well, and I've seen just the opposite where they do everything the wrong way. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot of thoughts out there on dating. And, of course, you know, always that supervisor to subordinate is never a good idea. Mm. There's oh, so I many things like... that can happen there. But I think it's sometimes it's inevitable that people will be attracted maybe to people that they work with. And anybody have any thoughts on how to gracefully <laughs> handle that? Hmm. <laughs> Well, I think it's funny that you you shared us uh, with us an article mm-hmm. in preparation mm-hmm. for this, yes. and they did for those of you who watch Mad Men. There was a picture of uh, Don Draper with his current wife Megan, who used to be his secretary. Oh. So a little inspirational uh, picture that. I there. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I found the article actually interesting because I think one of the things, and I was reading Don't Do Anything in the mm-hmm. Elevator, and I think that the article actually said, do go it. for yeah. it. That's yeah, your chance. Do it in the elevator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, I think you just maintain professionalism yeah. at all times. And oh, yeah. if you were closely together, you kind of have to lay out the groundwork from the get go because mm-hmm. you don't know if it's going to end up mm-hmm. being a short term or a long term thing. Yeah, yeah. I think um, just making sure that you're not, even if you you go to lunch and then you're walking off and saying goodbye, um, keep the PDA to a very mm-hmm. very minimum. You oh know? Yeah. yeah, out of the work because place. you're not going to hug another coworker. You're not going to kiss another coworker on the cheek. <laughs> well. <laughs> It's like maybe, <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe if they're upset or something. You know, you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah, in right. general, you're not gonna yeah. go out to you're lunch not. with. I'm not gonna go to lunch with Laura and then say have and a good day and then give her a hug as I'm holding her hand, walking. Yeah, have, you a, back have a into great the afternoon. Office. Although I'm very huggable. Yeah, I'm very. Not, I'm, I'm a hugger too. So, but you know, maybe, maybe not in that situation. No, but you know what I mean. So I, I think that that is probably a, a good thing to just try to keep some of that. Even if you think it's innocent and you're married and you're working together, mm-hmm. you still want to keep it. Yeah. Because you don't want to make your coworkers uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is, if you guys are going to do this, it keep does. it outside <laughs> the workplace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
I think part of it, and a lot of the stuff that mentioned article, it seems obvious, but mm-hmm. you know, when you're, if you are, feel like you're in love, or it's that sort of stage like that, your emotions get the better of you, and you don't necessarily think. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, something like just don't email each other via company email, like little oh, messages, something yeah. like, like it seems so obvious. <laughs> but I think you're at your desk. It's simple. Blah blah yeah. blah. Um, I personally, I can't imagine doing it this way, like having a relationship. In the, I don't know, I. And it's funny, my wife makes fun of me because she th- if anything ever happened to her, she thinks I would never be able to go out and date because I don't go out in the party scene. And I don't, I, I'm not very, you know, I'm not very outgoing when it comes to that stuff. But I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to probably date anybody in the office either. So I guess mm-hmm. I would be single for life. But uh, I just, I don't know. I would I would try to stay away as much as I could from something like this. I mean, the, the tips were obviously good and, and the idea of obviously keeping mm-hmm. it outside the workplace and especially anything like fights in the office. Oh, yeah. and. I just, yeah. Very uncomfortable. It just seems like a real, I mean, a tough balance to sort of have, unless you already have an established mm-hmm. relationship where you don't necessarily have to worry about some of those, you know, things of a newer relationship where you're, you're forming it that way. But uh, I would definitely be the last person to ask about any of this mm-hmm. stuff in the I think workplace. It can, yeah, I think it can get tricky too if we are on one type of career path and the person you're involved with is on mm-hmm. another, you know, and at what point do you start making decisions and you got to make sure that you're making them with just yourself in mind, I think, instead of. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. I did mention mm-hmm. there, you know, career comes first because yeah. that's where it kind of all started. Yeah, right. So that's, you know, that is. Well, an and aspect. that's where you're, that's what you're there to do. You're there for your mm-hmm. career. You're not there for your relationship. Right. Maybe your relationship comes first at home, hopefully. Mm-hmm. But you know <laughs> what I mean? But um, as far as your career, that crossed, go, yeah. there, <laughs> go there. But I think, Tim, you know, you had said in, in the email, um, in the email, <laughs> in emails to, you know, keep it. Keep it clean and, and keep it to a minimum if you're using work email. And I think we can all take something from um, Fifty Shades of Grey and just oh. don't use employee. Right. Don't use right. work email <laughs> right. to send oh, each yeah. other yep. email. Yeah. That's you know, true. Send it on a personal account, you know, or we yep. all text, you know, like if you really yep. need to get a hold of somebody or you really need to, you know, I mean... I think it's different if you're like, hey, can you pick up toilet paper tonight? That's, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's different than um, having a fight over email right. or something like that. And that's not just for if you work together. <laughs> Once again, Azure, thank you for those colorful <laughs> examples. She does. She's good at that. I know. I'm just going to wait for the next example. <laughs> okay, so let's transition rather nicely now into Azure's topic for today. Things you should never say to your boss. Yes. So, again, um, another (laughs) article that I had read. uh, But, you know, it was just basically saying things that you should never say. And this, um, you know, there's there was a lot in there that seemed like common sense to me, but maybe not for all of our listeners. So uh, one of the things that I thought was pretty funny in there was, well, that's not my job or. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's wouldn't that be Tim that would handle that? You know, like if your boss mm-hmm. asks you to do something, just do it. Because <laughs> they're asking you to do it. They might know that that's Tim's job, but they're asking you to do it for a reason. So, you know, instead of looking like you're you're trying to push avoid back work. or yeah. avoid it, it just mm-hmm. makes you look better if you just do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. As we talked in previous uh, episodes, uh, I'll sometimes at least ask the question as to why we're doing something or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but as as you mentioned, there are a lot of little, little keys in there as far as it's it's not necessarily saying, no, I can't or, or no, that's not my job. But it, it's sort of taking on the responsibility, but then 
well, can I get some extra time for that? Or, well, I'll, I'll need I'll need some time to think about how this works. And just having a conversation as opposed to it being this strict yes, no. I mean, I'm guessing for most of you, any boss you've had, you worked with, I mean, it's not like they're just, just this shadowy figure behind a desk and you can't talk to them. I and mean, you can have a dialogue. I think the idea is just really be open, be understanding that like you're employed by them. If, if they tell you to do something that's completely not in your realm, but they need you to do it, do your best. They understand maybe it's it's not a fit for you and, and we'll kind of roll with it. But just being able to have that dialogue as opposed to this yes, no, um, that kind of thing. Because I, I think that way, just overall, everybody understands that it, you know, it's a teamwork side of things. And, you know, here, at, obviously, at our organization, we're always being pulled in different directions to help out. And, and I think most people here are, are very willing to do that. And I think it helps everything run smoothly, especially if you're, you know, maybe you have an employee who quits or you need some extra help just to just help out there because it, it, it's full circle. I mean, yeah. everyone mm-hmm. it helps mm-hmm. each other and it makes everything run more smoothly. Well, and I think what you're getting at, Tim, is that re- reprioritizing with mm-hmm. your manager. It's like, right. okay, if you want me to do that, that's fine. But then what am I supposed to do over <laughs> here? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was kind of interesting, some of them. Um, are we having fun yet? <laughs> a little bit of a sarcastic humor probably yeah. meant with that one. You're not paid to have fun. <laughs> no, you aren't paid to have fun. You're paid to work. <laughs> but I think that one is more about the attitude that would be That is an it. attitude one, definitely, yeah. especially if you're saying it in the way that I was reading it. Yeah. So. Um, and then the whole, did you hear what she said and oh, those yeah. kind of things, you know, that whole gossip train. Um, and we don't don't have a problem with that here in this office. But I've been in places where, you know, there's a lot of gossip and there's a lot of, and it's just best to nip that in the bud. And if you're saying stuff like that to your boss, then she knows that maybe <laughs> you're part of that. So and I, I think Laura and Lynn, especially you guys can um, test to this, but I just recently covered for my manager that was out and um, so everybody in our team that day, that <laughs> afternoon. Did they gang up on you? No, it was just, I mean, and it was great. Like, I, I didn't have any problems, but I kind of had a, a, you know, an, a little bit of time in her shoes where yeah. I saw I was trying to get hit, you know, my end of the week stuff and trying to get everything and meet my deadlines. Uh-huh. And then they were trying to meet their deadlines, but it was, you know, three different people continually coming to you yeah. with questions and um you know, getting input or, or anything like that. And if you're if you're going to your boss on top of what else they have on their plate and saying, oh, and then I have to gossip about this or that, <laughs> like, they just don't have time for it. No. And it's just no. going to be annoying. <laughs> so don't do it. <laughs> you know, and Ashley, I think you bring up a good point, too, as far as being in the shoes of a manager or your boss or whatever, that, you know, before even you respond, especially with a no or that's not my job, is is to understand that, your manager is not worried about just you and mm-hmm. your job. Yeah. They are trying to, you know, they're trying to move around pieces and right. deal with, you know, and maybe they one of their team members needed to go help out another department. So now mm-hmm. they got to fill in. So I think it's important to remember it's it's never personal. It's not like they're just trying to right. put work on yeah. you or whatever. It's just, hey, let's try to find a way to make this work. And in the end, it'll, it'll be beneficial for everybody. So I think that was a good point. Just, you know, understanding not being in their shoes. You don't you don't have all the information that they have. Right. All right. Well. We're running out of time, so we have I to know. get to our last topic. That's a good one. I'm excited about it. So we're going to talk about a new TV show that actually seems like it was made, especially for discussion on the LGN Radio <laughs> Quad. <laughs> so, Tim, you're going to tell us more about it. Yeah, and it's similar when you talk about this idea of boss, but it's called uh, Does Someone Have to Go? And the premise is, you know, it's a reality TV show, but the premise is that this company is sort of struggling, and, and the boss is like, you know what? The CEO says... 
everybody's going to have a stake in this. Everybody's going to, we're going to open up all the information to all the employees and we're going to all make the decision together on, you know, do we have to fire some people? Do we have to move some people around? Now, the interesting part of it though is because everyone is sort of the boss in this case, uh, everything is known. How each in how each employee is viewed by their peers, you know, whether it be <laughs> mm-hmm. lazy or hardworking or <laughs> yeah. a gossiper, that kind of thing. Uh, and then also the the ultimate taboo, of course, that uh, salaries for everybody yeah. is opened up. And you know, when I first saw, I was like, well, that's kind of a good idea, I guess. You can, but then it's like at the same time, it's kind of gut wrenching to know, you know, this person is underpaid, or maybe I start to think, oh, geez, I guess I'm overpaid for what I'm doing. You know, like. <laughs> All, it's just the mental side of it is so amazingly like that's why not that's why people shouldn't know everyone's salaries. Uh, but just you know, I know again by the time people listen to this, they may have seen some of the episodes. But you know, people are crying and they're fighting oh, yeah. for their jobs with their peers as opposed to their boss. And I guess I just want to get an overall take. If if you guys saw the uh, you know you saw the show or saw some of the clips that were mm-hmm. online, um, I don't know. It's really interesting to me just to see it. I didn't see the show. I didn't have a chance to check it out, but I did watch the trailer mm. um, and. I think the the thing that I took from it was exactly what you were just were talking about and being in your boss's shoes and being, always having that attitude like I could do his job or I could do her <laughs> job or I could do it better or my boss is an idiot you know like the, <laughs> you know those right. that, that general mentality that you hear out there um, and then you're given the opportunity to be in your boss's shoes and guess what it's not fun no. No, it's not <laughs> well, no, they are they're, they're like deciding okay we have yeah. to pick three people that we would let go and. Then you get the personal side involved and like, oh, this person has a family or this, right. you know, this is a family member of the boss. Like that's an interesting yeah. aspect of right. it. Right. There are yeah. a lot of relatives involved in yeah, that, that scenario. That so it was difficult. Too. But yeah. it, it was interesting because, you know, in HR, you often know a lot of those things anyway. <laughs> it's not something that everybody in the company knows right. and shares. And it was kind of. It was like a train wreck watching it happen <laughs> once all of, you know, first of all, they like. they showed what everybody thought, like you explained of, you know, what I think of Lynn or Azure, (laughs) Tim, you know, stuff that you thought you were talking about in private, all of a sudden they just splayed that out for everybody to see. And and they really had a lot of, a lot of stuff. (laughs) You know, I was watching that thinking, I don't think about my coworkers at all like this. I'm pretty lucky because (laughs) I wouldn't even, you know. It was, it was brutal. Right. It was very brutal. And then the wages came out and, you know, at some point, you know, one of them, you were just shocked at how little this person was paid. Mm-hmm. And then the other end of the spectrum, you're shocked at how much this person is paid. It was just, yeah, You oh. could see like people get mad, like, what? He well, makes yeah. that much? <laughs> right. Are you serious? You know, yeah, I, a lot uh-huh. of tension, a lot of tension. I actually, when I, uh, years ago, when I first became a manager, at the end of the year, um, a small group of managers in our, our division, we would, we would uh, decide what the annual increases would be. Mm-hmm. And so we got a listing of what everyone made in the right. division. And I you know I was a new manager, so I didn't know that this went on. And so then you're you get this information. And I have to say that was my least favorite part every year. Yeah. I didn't want to know. I, you know, I just didn't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you deliver. Mm-hmm increases you know and some people are happy and some people aren't and you know there's history there and especially as a new manager it's like I don't know the history I'm like you know you're 
looks good to me. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. even had more info than they did. But yeah, I never really cared for yeah. knowing that piece of information. Mm-hmm. I think there's beauty in simplicity and <laughs> need to know basis <laughs> yeah. and not always feeling like you can do your boss's job better. Because, <laughs> um, actually, Jacqueline had said this to me once. She said, it's lonely at the top because <laughs> you can't really be really close with any Buddy underneath right. you and right. um, you can't do, you know, you, you know, you have to walk a really thin line basically mm-hmm. is what she was saying. And um, sometimes it's, you know, it's not always as great as it might seem. So, yeah. you know, not to not to to sound, you know, too sappy <laughs> or anything, but have a little bit of heart for your boss even in those moments. And uh, <laughs> quickly before we uh, I know we have to wrap up here, but um, I, I don't think any of us are condoning that this would actually work at an organization. I no. mean, this seems like a desperate sort of plea and obviously you got the reality help. TV side TV, of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would actually work because as one of the one of the people on there said, you know, you can't unsee any of this. No. Like at that point, right. any relationship you thought you had and not just the money side of right. things, but anything, right. it's pretty much broken. You can't be mm-hmm. unbiased at that point. So I would uh, never condone doing this for any company. I know. <laughs> recommending I, that be, one. Beware of TV cameras yeah. that yeah. arrive in your workplace. If there's a camera, just kind of try to be quiet. I told Tim when I when you sent out this topic, I was like, this doesn't sound like any of them are going to make it. (laughs) You don't think that anybody would want to stay after that. No. Well, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how uh, how short lived or not this new TV series is. (laughs) But it is interesting. interesting. (laughs) So that's all the time we have today. Unfortunately, another quick time together. If you would like to suggest topics for discussion on the LGN Radio Quad, send a message to lgnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Tell us about the best or worst tips that you have ever received. For Azure Mahara, Tim Muma, and Laura McBain, I'm Lynn Molitor. Thanks for listening. 